here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation, and welcome to the PPC Den podcast, your home for all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, strategies, and techniques to make your life easier and your campaigns better. Today, I am privileged to be joined by the one and only Laura Meyer from EnvisionHorizons.com. Laura, thanks for joining us today. I love the setup that you have. Look at these uh, antlers above your fireplace. (laughs) Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We're really living the rural lifestyle out here in Western Massachusetts. Yes, you know, we have something in common. We both lived in New York City at one point in time, and then we have since moved away from New York City. Uh, you went real hard into rural Massachusetts. You were telling me that uh, your husband wakes up and uh, chops wood in the backyard. Yeah, literally. Um, and no joke, last week he shot a turkey in our backyard and I cooked the turkey. Whoa. It is not as good as a butterball. I will say it's very tough. <laughs> I, I put in my air fryer. <laughs> Shout out to all the people chopping wood on their acres and uh, shooting turkeys on their land. Uh, I've, I've, I, I personally don't do that, but uh, I have a lot of friends who do and I always enjoy it when I get a chance to go there and ride a four by four in the woods and get muddy and I don't know, throw axes at you know, some axe throwing setup that they have in their backyard. It's a great time. (laughs) Yeah. Very different than Manhattan. That is for sure. But yes, our dream was always, well, my dream was always to be a part-time New Yorker. My husband says he'll never go back, but we'll see. Yes. I'm a city slicker through and through. Sorry to let everyone down. Uh, I'm a city slicker. I'm super stoked today because you as agency owner, agency founder, helping a lot of different kinds of companies on Amazon. I think it's very hot right now talking about video on Amazon. Uh, I'm still of the belief that there's probably still an early mover advantage to video. Uh, I think that if you've been sleeping on it, you shouldn't be sleeping on it. And today we're gonna talk about a couple different things like really practical ways on like getting a video made. Uh, like good, better, best type things in terms of like all different price ranges, uh, some best practices stuff. And Laura, it's pretty funny because this episode that I recorded last week with Brent from AMZ Pathfinder, we were looking at the new sponsor brand video, video view report. And essentially, if you haven't listened to that video, go back and check it out. But basically like the first five seconds of the video are so incredibly important. And the length of the video should be short. Uh, 
And I think we're going to touch on a lot of those similar themes today, but I think in a much different, more qualitative way. So like last week, Brett and I, we went hardcore onto this report talking about video view lengths, like how many people are watching your first quartile and your second quartile of your video. And if you're listening and have no idea what I'm talking about, check out last week's episode. But today, let's kick it off and I'm going to do a transition. So Laura, I said earlier that I still think it's the time is ripe for early mover advantage into video. Agree or di- or agree? <laughs> Strongly agree. I am very passionate about video and I think why I get so excited is because traditionally PPC is so technical mm-hmm. and video it can be such this creative outlet in what's typically a kind of boring, I mean, PPC can be very exciting, but you get what I mean. Like with sponsored product ads, there's no custom creative. There, It unlocks such an opportunity for more A-B testing, more brand storytelling. And I'm just so excited that Amazon continues to release more and more video opportunities, both in the paid arena, but also organically. For sure. So let's start by talking a little bit about, um, I think the first thing before we get into like tips and tricks about getting videos made and what they should, what sort of like outline they should follow. uh, You mentioned something really interesting in the pre-call, which was sponsored display video. So obviously we know about sponsored brand video, but share a little bit about sponsored display video and should people pay attention to it? Or should it just be all about sponsored brand video? Oh, no. I Once again, early mover advantage always. And we've done just some very preliminary testing with sponsored display video. It's technically in beta still. And I think it's only been available less than a month. Uh, I had heard rumors about it, I think, back in March. And then when I saw it available, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. this is so exciting. And... You know, we haven't done a ton of testing or have a lot of data yet in terms of the the timing of the sponsored display video ads. But I think as we'll get into a little bit in this episode, usually shorter is better. Uh, consumers are all about the like TikTok real style videos. No one has the attention span anymore to watch anything more than 15 seconds. Yes, my uh, brain has been melted many a time on after using TikTok for a little too long. So yes, I, I, <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. In, in general, uh, I've said on the show many a time, there's a first mover advantage to everything. So in general, anytime there is a new feature, test it out. Um, sponsor display video. I believe it's in beta. I was looking at one of my accounts just now. I did not have access to it. So it's just kind of these kind of one of these things to go and request it. And it might be a fun thing too. How does one even request to get into a beta? Great question. So the best way is if you have an Amazon advertising rep, uh, most businesses, I would say probably who do at least a hundred thousand dollars, uh, a month in sales definitely should have a rep. Uh, Also, if you are part of Amazon Launchpad or Independent Beauty or Premium Beauty, you usually get assigned some type of rep. So even if you haven't spoken to your rep in two years, I think it's worth just pinging them. 
you'll likely get a bounce back because very few, very rarely are ad reps in the same seat for two years, but at least you'll get redirected and find that person. And then the other way, of course, is submitting a ticket, not through the standard seller central support portal, but try and do it through your ad manager report, um, user interface, because that's going to go to the right team. Bingo. Um, and see if you can just request. Yeah. Uh, the other beta I highly suggest that's video related to request access to right now is for sponsor brand video uh, for OTT placements. Mm-hmm. And share with us, OTT is something that uh, has not been covered on this podcast. Give us a quick summary of what OTT is uh, as well. And, and again, like we haven't mentioned it on this show because it hasn't come into the ad console ver- at all. But now it's here. (laughs) Uh, So OTT stands for over the top, which still, it's an acronym that still doesn't tell you what the heck it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Usually acronyms, like when you spell it out, you have some idea, but that's not the case here. Uh, So with OTT, this is advertising. It's video advertising across non-amazon.com placement. So Amazon Fire TV, but it also can get you placements sometimes on like Roku TV ad placements. IMDB TV is another great place. And I have this whole other bigger theory. This could be another episode of how Amazon's really just going to turn into more of a traditional media buying partner for brands, especially with their partnership with NFL and Thursday Night Football. Uh, They just it it was announced at uh, I forget the show last week or maybe the week before that brands can now buy product placements in uh, prime video series. Uh, Obviously, those are high ticket items, but I do think Amazon usually does a great job at starting big and then making uh, opportunities more scalable for smaller, medium sized businesses. Yes. I think it's really interesting because a lot of times when you think of that, like a commercial on Hulu, uh, potentially impending commercials on Netflix uh, or like commercials on Amazon Prime Video, those are gigantic buys from like huge companies like Samsung. Uh, or Apple or something. And will it be possible in the future where, you know, someone with, you know, $10,000 a month budgets are able to buy these sort of more premium product placements, uh, these media buys on these placements? It's really, really interesting. So do you have any details? I don't don't know, because it seems pretty early about OTT sponsored brand video minimum budgets like these are things that you can access inside the ad console yeah so so that's what's so amazing is ott used to be a minimum fifty thousand dollar investment back when you had to buy it through amazon's advertising group but now that you can access this through the ad console through this beta program for ott it's just like sponsored product you're not required to spend any minimum amount to get that inventory. And that's why it's so cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just, it makes it more accessible uh, with DSP. Like if you have a DSP seat, uh, which is typically for larger brands or agency partners, uh, they also don't have minimum buys for DSP or <laughs> OTT buys. So that's another way to access it. But if you're managing ads yourself, um, just submit a ticket or ping your ad rep and try and get access for yes. it. Yes, 
for sure. So I, I think those two, as we're starting with some like developments here, I think these are really cool to be able to look out for, especially the sponsored brand video, like extended placement. I can already tell I'll probably be somewhat frustrated maybe over some of the metrics that we get when these things run. <laughs> but um, let's move on to, you know, we talked about video last week on the show. We're, we're talking more about video. And I will say that I talk to too many companies with bad videos. I would love to, before we get into how videos get made, I'd love to talk about like what a good outline of a video should be. Um, because it's always awkward for me to get on the phone with people and be like, they're like, hey, I'm running video ads. They're not doing well. And I look at this video and uh, it opens up with the first 10 seconds is a company logo. Um, <laughs> and corporate, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> corporate music. Um, so yes, I, I feel like I would love to be able to send people an episode about video best practices and let's do that right now. <laughs> let's do it. I mean, so the, the rule of thumb that I have when it comes to producing video is that first three to five seconds, you need to think of that time period like you're designing a billboard. Mm -hmm. Like if you only had one billboard, one space, what would you want the customer to know about your product or gain from yeah. that? And that first three to five seconds, you need to be calling out, what is your big value proposition of the product? Is it the ingredients? Is it the quality? Is it the heritage of the brand? But that needs to hit them in the face like a, a semi. And you can, of course, do A-B testing. So maybe create anywhere from two to five different videos and you can test what that leading value proposition should be. But you know, I've seen videos where it opens up with some model walking down the beach for the first five seconds and the product isn't even introduced until second 12. And you need to have, even though there's the e-commerce image to the right, at least for sponsor brand video ads uh, with the ad placement, you still need to have that product featured as soon as possible in the video. My other piece of advice as well, and I see this all the time, is where brands do brand level video so it's not product specific. Mm -hmm. And then they try and just run this branded video or catalog video for every product that was featured. And that also is not a best practice. Um, you know, really try and make it focused on that product that you're looking to highlight. Yeah, you know, so I think that's a good heuristic, right? Product usage, product feature in the first three seconds. Um, I'm thinking of a video ad. I mentioned it last week on the show where it was for a dog harness. I thought this was a perfect video ad because in the first second, there's a happy looking dog, like calm, wagging its tail, like excited with the pet parent putting on the harness in the dog. So that, that's literally the first second. I see this like beautiful dog, get a harness put on and it's like getting clipped and then it, like zooms into the clips and it's like, look at these clips. They're so strong and reliable type thing. Um, it was perfect. And then like by second four, the person's now on a walk with this dog harness. So already I'm seeing someone else 
use the product in exactly the way that I would want to use the product. And then it zoomed out the person's walking along the beach. And then finally it listed some text about the product and got into some of the like company, like more general stuff. But I was able to see the product be used by someone in the way that I would want to use it. It's like, hey, buy this thing. You could see it solving the problem that you're looking for. Here's a harness for your big dog, like, you know, harness over 50 pounds type thing. And it was perfect. And I feel like it would have been like way off if in the first three seconds it was just company logo uh, or even just the harness standalone. Like here's a clip clip art of the harness. Like here's the product still of the harness as opposed to it actually getting used. Would you say like if someone's going to make a strong first three seconds show the product in, in use kind of like, hey, this is the problem that you're trying to solve here's us solving it in the first two seconds of this video. Yeah, I, well, there's, uh, what's his name? Simon, I'm blanking on his last name, but he has the whole concept and it really uses Apple's philosophy. Sinek. You start with why, then you, yeah, yeah, you know, right? You start with why, then you go to how, then you go to what. I, I still think you can do a lot of testing of leading with the what and then getting to the why, because I've actually seen video perform better when you start with the what, uh, like what the product is. But I, I, I think, you know, if you have the resources and really it's just video editing and changing the, the order of what you're starting with, but, um, different categories, I think have different structures that work best with beauty. Definitely start with the why, because Mm. it's just a much more can competitive and also it's a more emotional purchase right like women and men uh typically have an emotional attachment to their skincare maybe you know they buy a certain brand because that's what their mom used growing up uh or you're, you know you're buying moisturizer for your aesthetics for your appearance where if you're buying a dog harness i care you know, there there is the why of like, I'm getting a dog harness so that my dog is comfortable, that so that my dog is safe, and you can lead with that. Um, and, and maybe like how that harness is better set up or is uh, going to be safer for my animal. You know, the word brand is in sponsored brand video. And I think it's such a interesting point that you just made of like the power of knowing your market and like the power of knowing how your market thinks about your products. Mm-hmm. So makes total sense. And I can, you know, this is why like branding agencies exist. Like, Hey, I just released a new, um, beauty product. Like they go to a beauty brand marketing company because they know the industry so well, and they know what segment of the market you're trying to to tap into. And I feel like that's so much more powerful than potentially just following an outline, like be sure in the first one second, you do this, second two, this, second three to five. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like a lot of times, perhaps some of the weaker videos have only done that. Like they've only tried to follow a template. And then it just, you get this sort of fairly generic looking video that doesn't resonate. And I almost have a philosophy like, testing a landing page, testing ad creatives, you know, on different ad platforms, uh, te- like just in the general testing, it kind of matters more 
the act of testing more than where you initially start. So it's almost like, you know, putting the, the why in front of the what or the what in front of the why doesn't matter as much as are you testing both of these to discover what is going to perform better. So when you do A-B testing with video, like how are you organizing that? Are you running one for a week and then another one for another week or a minimum spend for each one uh, running in tandem? different keywords. Talk to us a little bit about how you're testing and what you, when you conclude a test. Yes. Uh, so typically for testing structure, I like to make sure that the keywords and the bids are the same, but the creative is different. And I actually run them at the same time. Uh, you know, you can always split it, but then there's so many other external mm -hmm. factors. Like what if you all of a sudden get a big PR placement, or what if you accidentally go out of stock for some yeah. reason? Uh, so I like to run them in tandem. And then I start looking at the differences even a week or two into it. Uh, once again, I do think that you need some type of threshold of what's going to be considered enough data to walk away with an actionable decision of okay, this is the creative we're going to move forward with. I would say you need to spend at least $1,000 on that campaign to really know. Uh, I would say typically even a higher threshold, but um, bare, bare minimum yeah. to be able to make a call. And what metrics are you looking for? So the metrics I look through are, I think uh, click-through rates are really important. And then uh the conversion mm -hmm. rates of for that for that product but really the big thing with creative is click through awesome that's really neat shall we move into people are people are listening and maybe they've had videos created one way is there like a good better best or like cheaper more expensive more expensive type flow in terms of how people could be getting these videos created Yes. So I feel like video, a lot of the reason why there isn't a lot of quote competition with video advertising is this bottleneck of getting good video created. And I can't tell you how many clients I've worked with where they did this very elaborate video photo shoot back in 2019. And that's the video assets we have to work mm -hmm. with. Uh, or sometimes it's even older. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and it doesn't have to be that sophisticated. You don't have to go spend a fortune to rent out a studio and hire this very, I'm sure, talented, but also expensive videographer. Um, how we've been able to be scrappy for some of our clients where they don't have a lot of creative assets um, is we found some great partners. So I'm a big fan of the studio Sunya that's spelled S-O-O-N-A. They're pretty affordable. They do have a lot of upsells. They're kind of like a nail salon where they get you with the $15 manicure and then you get suckered into the back massage as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you just need simple video, they're great. They, I think they have multiple locations. You can mail it in and even video stream into the shoot. Uh, they do still photography as well. Um, so that's a great option if you don't want to do it yourself and you don't think you have the equipment or the eye for 
doing video. There's, if you want user-generated style content, um, meaning some type of influencer reviews the product, we, I will note we've done some testing with the, the user-generated style videos with sponsor brand video and haven't had as best, uh, it, it hasn't driven the best performance as some of the other styles. But once again, it can still be worth it and maybe you get a few clips. So below you get that user generated and I think the videos, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think they're like 95 bucks. It's like pretty affordable. And then, you know, the other option, and I think the biggest thing here is just making sure you find a really good video editor. And you can find really talented video editors on Fiverr, on Upwork, uh, find a you know graphic design intern who, uh, uh, Another great website to find young talent is Handshake. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's great for recruiting college age kids. Um, so like we use it to find our summer interns and summer interns are super savvy with video editing. I mean, these, these young professionals grew up with TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, et cetera. So um, another, that, that could be another option is just having a great intern to help you with this stuff. Um, Cause they're going to be excited and passionate about it as well. Yes. I second the, the intern. We had a lot of interns from UT when we had an office here in Austin it, and it was great. They do come with a lot of like new, fresh perspectives and like skills that you might not have in house, which is really great just to do sort of a price range of these things too. So like the first, first thing that you mentioned was like send product away service, like the, the Sunya that you mentioned. Um, what, does something like that typically go for? I know I know that it's $95 per video clip. And video clip is defined like, you know, like a full recording. And then if it stops and then you do a different angle mm -hmm. or a different shot, then you would have to pay an additional $95 for that second clip. So, you know, it can be as little as $95 or... It could be upwards from that, but you know, typically like a true video shoot could be upwards of 20,000 plus dollars. So I, I really think that you can, you can do it where the recording of the video, you know, say you do a handful of products, you know, you can probably do it for under a thousand dollars and then you find a really good video editor uh, online somewhere. So maybe all in, you can get five videos for, $1,500, $2,000, that's a great value. And you can also repurpose this video. It's not just for Amazon, but you can use it for your other channels. You can use it maybe even for your own e-com. And then also if you're creating video for your product detail pages, which typically should be more in depth, um, you know, it can be that raw footage for that product page as well. Yeah, can you actually comment on that, the difference between the video that you, you you would want to use for a sponsor brand video versus the video that goes on the product detail page. Yeah, well, so we were just talking about the why, how, and what. And in my opinion, the product detail page video should really be focused on the how if it's a product that requires a uh, instruction manual um, and 
the the what because the why is kind of like what gets sparks the interest gets us in and i also think that the why should really be highlighted in the imagery leading up to the video because by the time you know the video is usually the fifth or sixth uh image in the module by then they should know the why now they want to know how they can implement this product in their life uh, and also those videos can typically be a little bit longer because you've already captured their attention. I always laugh when I go to a product detail page and the video is five seconds and it's like, maybe it's for a shoe company and it's just a model walking across the screen and you're like, that's it. Yes. That <laughs> reminds me of um, Zappos. Zappos has that all over their e-commerce site. Somebody just walking. And yeah. Walking out. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple action items here. Like number one, Actually, one final question before I ask that. I sometimes see videos that are very stock imagey, like it's just an image of the product with some music in the background with the product flowing across. Uh, what's your take on that? Because I, I assume what happened here was it's like, let's bang out a video as inexpensive as possible. Let's scroll our product across the screen and sometimes it gets combined with like stock video as well is it what, do you, what are your thoughts on that spend the money and do it right like yeah i i think i think those can be great placeholders but what i see way too much of is where those type of videos were created as a placeholder and then that placeholder became permanent <laughs> And all of a sudden, you know, you don't have great click throughs, so you stop getting a lot of impression share. And then the, the, the ad unit is not doing what it could potentially be doing for your business. So sure, that's great if, you know, to shoot the video is going to take you a few weeks. Prime day is not too far and you just need to get something up there. Fine. You know, get creative. Another site that we've used before that has decent stock video and is easy to edit is promo. Uh, if you've ever heard of it, that can be, I guess, another quick tip if you're trying to get something up there. Um, but really just, you know, spend the thousand bucks. Like if you're willing to spend tens of yeah. thousands of dollars on the actual ad spend, make sure that it's creative. That's actually going to capture the customers you want. Yes. Are you okay with that being the sub headline of this uh, subtitle? Of this episode, spend the thousand yeah. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it, like do it right. It, it pains me to see what I would call a fifty-dollar video get tens and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars behind yeah, it. For sure. Well, Laura, Laura Meyer from Envision Horizons, uh, thank you so <laughs> much for sharing your perspectives on sponsored brand video. Uh, sharing the like the sort of hot off the presses sponsored display video beta. Um, that sounds really, really interesting. The OTT news for sponsor brand video, I think is awesome as well. Providing us with like different tiers of ways to get videos done as well as some best practices. Uh, we, we packed this one pretty great, pretty tight. It's yeah. A good one. Also, another way to get video just last tip is if you are working with influencers, negotiate the rights to use those videos on Amazon and other e-commerce channels. Yes. Uh, well, thank you, Laura. Have a good one. And uh, hopefully we see you again here on the PBC Done Podcast. For everyone else, we'll be back here next week with more Amazon advertising tips 
tricks, strategies to make your campaigns a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. Have a good one, everybody.